What's up, Janelle? Hey, Bronte. How is it going? How is it going? It is going. <laughs> um, I'm on day two of kind of no sleep. Uh, uh-huh. Thanks to thanks to this little guy here. Oh, little nephew. Your little nephew. He got me feeling like that Annie Lee poster, that Annie Lee, that Annie Lee print where she's like sitting, the woman who's sitting on the side of the bed looking tired. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Oh, what you say? This is going on day three? Uh, yeah, this is day three. Oh, yeah. It gets better. It gets better. If you Everybody can like press saying- through the first two weeks to a month, then you'll start to see like, oh, okay, it's starting to get easier. But them, okay. it's like bringing a newborn baby home. Well, it's, let me not say that. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? But right, everybody, I, don't, I don't know that. <laughs> uh, yeah, everybody keeps telling me that, that, you know, just to power through, this is the hardest part. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me, I know I've done it twice. And yes. the, second time, the first time was like crazy. So any advice you can get from friends that have gone through it? Yeah. You know. And I have appreciate the help. Yeah, but I can't wait to meet him. Yes. So exciting. How are you doing? I'm good. Your nephews on this side have been sick, so. Oh, no. They both have a stomach bug, and I think Carter gave it to Dexter. Mm -hmm. Um, So the last couple of nights have been quite rough. And I was going to take them to the vet yesterday, but there was like a four hour wait. And I was just like, I know what's wrong. I just want an antibiotic so that yeah. I can get this cleared up. Can you just give me the antibiotic? They're like, no, he has to be. They have to be seen. So I was like, all right, girl, I'll just wait it out. So that's what we are be doing, waiting it out. But a four hour wait at the vet. That's like the ER. Yeah, it was on a Saturday. So it was like the emergency vet because their vet isn't mm-hmm. open. Got you. So... That's been happening in my world. So, of course, sleep deprived and still having to get things done. But here we are. Here we are. Episode 46. Yes. Yeah, let's get into it. Do you want to hop into Above the Fold? Uh, Let's do it. So, first, we're starting with a question. What is happening at Adidas? Um, Obviously, there's been a lot of news around what's going on with Kanye potentially. Of course, they dropped him during our hiatus, right? Or before mm-hmm. our hiatus, during our hiatus. During. Now there there are, well, number one, Adidas financially doesn't seem to be doing great since that. Um, and there are rumors that they are engaging in conversations with him again, which is interesting. Again, they're just rumors. They're just rumors. Okay. I from a business perspective, I don't see how that could possibly work given the reason that they stopped working with him. Mm-hmm. Um simultaneously, news about Ivy Park kind of like hemorrhaging money a bit. Like I think sales were down 50% and it doesn't look like the two Ivy between Ivy Park and Adidas there's a good relationship there. So, what are your thoughts? Wait, between who? Ivy Park and Adidas? Yeah, from what I've, again, rumors, what the streets, what the streets have been saying, uh, that they're they're not really, there's not, you know, uh, there's a little tension there, potential. Okay. 
I mean, I think we all, we pretty much have a, a more clear perspective of what's happening with Yeezy and Adidas um, based on, I mean, a lot of what <laughs> Adidas was pretty much taking a lot of what they have built with the Yeezy brand and then incorporating it in other places. And I think that's what mm-hmm. Kanye's biggest gripe was initially. And then that just kind of like spiraled out of control. Um, but that's not why he it, was dismissed, though. Well, he wasn't dismissed because of that. I mean, he was dismissed because of his rhetoric and what things that he was saying that the, the brand did not align with. And right. I, okay, yeah, so you're right. And I think from there, a lot of other details and things they start just start nitpicking at one another about, well, you're doing this. Well, you're taking the concepts that we've created and putting them in other places. So all those yeah. details started coming out. Um, and then and then he he kind of just like you know he kind of bluffed and they called his bluff. He was like, yeah, I can say. He did remember bluff. he went on that that drink champs interview and said, I can say anti-Semitic things and Adidas Adidas can't drop me. And the next day they dropped him. They dropped him. Yeah, yeah. So I think that one's a bit more, um, a bit more overt in terms of okay, this is why this didn't work. It was a, it was a success. It was a successful partnership. They were making money. They were the sales, the revenue. They were hitting targets and all the goals. Um, I think in the case of Ivy Park, I think that's a conversation around like market fit when it comes to the celebrity that is attached to the brand. 100%. Hindsight, it's 2020, but looking at a brand like Ivy Park and a celebrity like Beyonce, I don't feel like that fit is there. You're you're taking Beyonce, who is... Glam. Top of the top. Yeah, I feel like she would have did better doing a, a luxury brand or a luxury line because it it's... Yeah, I, like I think. Well, number one, yeah, to your point, athleisure. We when have we ever seen her in athleisure, right? So, like, yes, it was not a good brand fit. Um, but you say you you could see her doing a luxury line. I can see her doing what she's doing with Tiffany's, which is aligning with an already established luxury brand. But like, and I know we've had this argument before. As much as you hate to admit it, Bronzy. Beyonce is just is just not like a fashion girl like that. You know what I mean? Like we don't. I don't. Regard I don't her. hate to admit that at all. I'm oh, 100%. I feel like we've had that conversation before. Like people just don't regard her as a fashion girl. So like mm-hmm. even her coming up with her own like, you know, her own high fashion brand. I don't think it would do much. I, I, I mean, look at Rihanna. Rihanna is that fashion girl, and even her brand is kind of doing whatever it's doing. I think it's still technically you know, owned by LVMH, but like, when was the last time they put out a collection? And Rihanna is the fashion girl. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw a quote on Twitter and it said, in speaking about Beyonce, she's more of an artistic guide than an aspirational figure. We know nothing about her day-to-day lifestyle and her icon status benefits from that. Her ability to remain mystery is a rare currency. So when you're trying to sell something that is for the everyday person and you're not that, nor are you visible in that, not even that in terms of like social status, but in terms of letting yourself in. Um, I, I think this is a good um, comparison. When Kanye and Yeezy, I remember Forbes did a, a a special where they like went to his house 
and he let them in into like the the product strategy and the building of the products. And it almost was as if you were entering a painter's house and seeing a lot of unfinished projects. And they were talking you through the process and what they were going for and what their inspiration is. Mm-hmm. We with Ivy Park, when you're talking about a brand like that, that is for the whole consumer wise or for more. Um, we didn't get there with Beyonce and she's not. And the, the issue is with Beyonce and a brand like Ivy Park, she can't be the face of that. It's not yeah. sustainable for her. It doesn't align to like the quote I just said, um, that mystery yeah. and that rare currency. Um, and you're selling an athleisure brand. Those two don't align. And when we're talking about market fit, that's that's a miss. Yeah. And I think also with Kanye, like, it made so much sense for him to let them in and see the process because he's been very vocal about how much he cares about fashion and design and that aspect of things. And like, yeah, he is, yeah. you know, he, there is no question how involved he is in his brand. Like he cares deeply. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So like it, it makes sense for him to invite them in and show the process and, you know, it just lends more credibility to a guy we already were kind of giving, you know, had fought for credibility in the space. Whereas Beyonce, you know, like if she were to put out a a documentary right now about Ivy Park, uh, I, I could not see that. But when she puts out the documentary about the BT, you know, behind the scenes of Renaissance tour or any other tour, you see that that same passion that Kanye gives to fashion is where she's giving that live performance. It yeah, is what she gives 100%. to her live performance. But I can't see her doing that for Ivy Park. I don't see her sitting up there with swatches and colors and talking about color theory and referencing <laughs> so and so and so. I don't see it. Right, right. That doesn't feel like it's as much of an extension of her as you were saying these other things that we know her for are. Um, I think I saw a, t- a TikTok video of someone speaking about this topic and I wish I knew who the creator was so I could say their names. I will be more mindful of that. Um, but she was just saying like, there are a couple of other things that Beyonce probably like hindsight is 2020, but could have really excelled at. She was always the head of the game with her wigs. Like before laces were a thing and mm-hmm. everybody was like, is that coming out her scalp? Like, what is that? Could you imagine if 15, 20 years ago she did a wig line? And what that potentially could have been today, like that would have been Fenty, but for hair or um, just thinking about what she and Mama Tina were doing as far as her wardrobe in the early days and how her stage presence. Yeah. Or what that, you know, (laughs) Um, if she had like stage costumes or things of that sort, um, I don't want to say a line, but a brand that had a lot of influence in that space for performers. And that could have translated into ballet and um, targeted towards black performers and things of that sort. So I think there's there are things where there are market fit for her. I just don't think that Ivy Park, the way it has been designed up to this date, is the right fit. And um, I think there was an excitement around it especially with those first drops. This was during the pandemic when they were sending those boxes and those big orange boxes and there was all this social push around it. It was exciting. Right. Um, but then I think that got stale rather quickly. You know, after yeah. like the third drop, it was like, okay. Um, yeah, how many like huge wardrobes? Yeah, how many huge yeah. wardrobes can you drop at celeb and influencers' doors before it's like, okay, we get it. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just wanted to ask a question. Do you own any Ivy Park or do you know anybody with Ivy Park? <laughs> I do own Ivy Park. I own a beanie because <laughs> it was given to me as a gift. <laughs> okay, see, I don't. other than you, then, I don't know anybody who who has a piece, who owns anything. And I think that that's also very telling. Y'all tell us, do you own any Ivy Park? And if not, why? <laughs> I think that's a good yes. question. Yeah. Um, well, kind of staying in that same vein, uh, there was a teaser or just kind of like a, yeah, a little asset that Rihanna and Puma were um, re-engaging their partnership. Of course, I don't remember what year it was. It could have been like 2009, 2010, maybe. No, right. Maybe, well, that was four, four, she became creative director sometime in the like 10 teens. Yeah. 14, I want to say somewhere around but, there. Yeah. She had her creeper shoe with Puma. It did. It did pretty well. I think it got like sneaker of the year and all yeah. of that kind of stuff. I don't know how political those awards are. So I don't know if that really holds much weight, but in New York, the girls were walking around in the shoes. Okay. So, yes. <laughs> um, I so to see that, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were cool. They weren't that comfortable, but <laughs> bless you. They weren't that comfortable, you. but you um, some? they were cute. I did. I did. I think I had like the black velvet ones or something. Oh, um, the girls had them. The girls had them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so interested to see what that looks like now, what a partnership uh, between the two looks like now. Puma's an, uh, a brand that I feel like since she partnered with them, I haven't heard much about I think June Ambrose might be creative director over there. Now. I was about to say I see uh, Jay Z, Sean Carter, and lots of Puma. And but because of June, to your point, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like I feel like when we talk about these these athletic brands or these sneaker companies, you know, have whatever you want to call them, we talk a lot about Nike, a lot about Adidas, occasionally about Reebok, just because of some of their partnerships and new balance, but Puma has kind of, has kind of like fallen out of the conversation a bit. So excited to see if this, um, if this gets them back in the conversation or what they put out. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm here for it. I am. I'm excited to see how they resurge. I think their last drop was in 2018 and I don't think the partnership went anywhere. I think it was just on hold because of some of the other business ventures that she's had going on. Right. Um, but I'm excited to see how they reignite this and then also how the market reacts to it. Yeah, same. Cool, cool. Um, so I have not seen Creed 3. Have you? I haven't seen it either. Um, but what I will say, what has been exciting me or what I've noticed is all the conversation around the movie and all of the marketing, you know, the, the marketing around the movie. I feel like this is the first time I've seen a big budget film have like big budget marketing to match. And I don't know where between Creed 2 and Creed 3 the decision was made, the budget was found and the plan was orchestrated. But like between, you know, star on the on the walk of fame all of yeah. the all of the covers and news, you know, uh, news coverage and magazine covers and 
talk shows, mm-hmm. social, like all the viral clips, all the viral conversation, whether it's negative or positive. I'm like, oh, there is a blockbuster movie coming out. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think it's been, I don't want to say it's been a while. Um, Cause I think we saw a bit of that with the black Panthers. Anyway, to your point, to the point that you're making. Um, yeah, you have seen a lot of Creed 3, even if you have not been int- intending to do so. It's just been present, whether it's been on, you know, clips on social from the talk shows and a lot of the other things that you've mentioned. Um, I think this is, I think in the case of Michael B. Jordan, he directed the film, right? Yeah. Um, I think for him, it's like this is the potentially the end of a trilogy. We've had success with the first two. How do we really push this this time to make even more impact? And um, you think this I think, is sorry. You think this is the end of a trilogy? I can't say I haven't seen it. It I, it could potentially be. I don't know if you go into it all the automatically knowing. I think you always. No, I retract that statement. I think just because it's the third go around for this, for Creed, it, it, the, my, my sentiment still remains is that he wanted to push as much as he could to make this, make some noise. Yeah. And a lot of um, pressure was on him. Like, I'm directing, um, I'm starring in it, and then I'm bringing along another, at this point, A-list um, actor. And how do we get the most momentum out of what we have? Yeah, I will say that, like, I don't know many other franchises that seem to put more of an effort in, like, the third installment than maybe the second, right? Like, Mm. but, but, but it's not lost on me that Michael B. Jordan is co-owner or owner of kind of his own agency, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's called Obsidian or Obsidian Works or something like that. I'm sure they managed or, or spearheaded much of this push and he has a like he has a uh, they have a vested interest in in this film doing well because the company is owned by him so i'm sure that had a lot to do with it too yeah for sure for sure i'm excited to see the film um i actually want to go to theater and see it so maybe i'll do that sometime this week um but yeah uh there's been so much noise around it like people and that's what you want, whether it's positive. You just want people, the conversation around the film. And they have achieved that, whether it's been intentionally or not. Um, and I think that's the best you can hope for, because then there's a lot of attention on it. Um, and people talking about it. That's the social currency that you want. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of people who never saw Creed 2 talking about they're definitely going to see Creed 3. So I guess, you know. You guys did your job. Interesting. Yeah, for sure. I feel like we talked a little bit about about this guy on our last episode and how if he wasn't careful, he could get himself into a lot of trouble with his uh, social media shenanigans, should we say. But or or even just his, his off the court shenanigans, I should say. John Morant. Did you, did we jinx this? Because literally, I feel like as soon as we got done recording, there were headlines. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of nice. Like that same week. It's, 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 it, what, it, what, what is happening? 
I don't know. And my thing is like, it's very unclear if he's really built like that or not. Like a lot of people mm-hmm. are like, oh no, you know, two family household, Sperry's. I saw, I saw a Twitter thread. Well, you know, I, I, you know that <laughs> clip on Twitter where the guy was like, I'm from, I'm from the ghetto. Da, 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 da. Yes. Da, da. And it's like Ja Moran. <laughs> I'm in the ghetto. That is Yeah, I saw I so saw a tweet. I saw a tweet, and I'm not going to say who it's from because I despise this person. Uh, okay. But it said something like John Morant's going to be the first, the first uh, guy to make it out the uh, out the league and into the hood. Oh yes. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I'm like, what lot. is he? Yeah, what is of he? What is he? Content like that. What is he? Doing? I don't know. Amadi made a good point. He said he he believes he's invincible. He's untouchable. Like right now, you're on the top of the mountain. You know, you're getting all these deals. You're successful. Um, you're getting all these ops, and it if part of you feels like, oh, I'm on the top of the world. Like this, I made it. And not to say that that's an excuse or a reason to make you act any differently, but it. It comes with the side of arrogance that now is very present. Like you see all this attention is on you. You have all these storylines on you. Why would you go online? Yeah. And do anything that is completely unnecessary to do. And who are these people around you too? Because they were like friends in the video from at least from this this weekend. Like mm-hmm. get those people from around you. Like uh I, I, I get what you're saying. Yes, I'm pretty sure that is what it is. He thinks he's invincible. But maybe after the first incident, it's like, okay. Or, okay, or like, the second. Or the second. <laughs> but we're talking about maybe like five at this point. Mm-hmm. That, that Over the past couple of months. Um, exactly. You have, this, you have this huge, huge Nike deal at stake. Like Nike had to come out and put out a statement yesterday no brand wants you to put them in a position where they gotta pick you know they gotta say like we're gonna stick with you or we're not um luckily for him they they said they are going to to stick with him but now he's on a social media break talking about while i go get help just stay your ass out the strip club (laughs) with your gun right that's it that's it and i'm like the it, other the it, other piece of it is it's not just him. Like of, of course, like when when these guys make it to the league, they're putting on for their family and all this kind of stuff. You have a young daughter too. Yeah. That you exactly. that you have the potential to set up for you have the potential to set your grandkids up. Yeah. But you too busy over here, you know, singing what's his name? NBA Young Boy lyrics or whatever the hell he was he was rapping in the club. Whomever. Or if you wanna be in the strip club with your gun. Put your phone down. Like, exactly. I think it's just that simple. What are you trying to prove and to yeah. whom? So, yeah. yeah, I mean, we're, I'm rooting for John ja Morant. I like him as a player. Same. Um, and there's still so much potential he has, but he needs to course correct now. Yeah, um, 100%. So and that. like, and the other piece of it is like, who's to say how much money, he, potential money he has lost? Because of what he has done over these past couple months. We'll never know because the deals will never happen. Like, how many right. decks has he been written in that someone had to go and like, all right, let's replace John Morant with, insert other yeah. NBA player's name. You know? Yeah. 
That's true. So, did you watch the NAACP Awards? I did not. I didn't either. But I did see... (laughs) I was like, I thought you were about to get on me for not watching. See? No. I mean, I was going to get on us. But, uh, yeah, I don't know why I didn't watch. I didn't know. I I mean, like, yeah, like when it... When it even aired, because every day I kept hearing about new people who had won. And I'm like, well, when is the damn awards? If y'all oh, give out awards every, every day. Every award before time. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we, we have to talk about it just because it's it's black ex- excellence. And I think we talked about before when you talk about the Grammys or the Oscars and all these other places that um, do not celebrate us in the way that we feel we should be celebrated um, yeah. and awarded. The NAACP is a place that is built for us. And I love the venture of having these awards. Um, so a couple of things. Nico Anand t- took home the Best Actor trophy. Um, and I saw his acceptance speech. And I was just so happy and proud. Um, mm-hmm. Just because you, you're you thinking about um, someone who's more middle-aged, uh, finally getting his break in the space of his craft. And that's always inspiring. Um, but then also for him to be a queer man and to get this sort of recognition is something that I'll always celebrate. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't had a chance, check out his acceptance speech. Um, no, he's someone that will. I'm going to continue looking out for and rooting for and whatever he does. Uh, P-Valley is coming back again. So excited to see that. And then hopefully he gets some more ops um, beyond that, too. Yeah, um, I haven't heard much of what's you know, what happened at the NAACP awards, I think other than maybe like Angela Bassett's win because, mm-hmm. because of her callback to whatever the hell, um, whatever the hell that performance was at, I think it was oh. the BAFTAs. Yes. <laughs> Angela, Angela Bassett did the thing. Angela Bassett did the thing. Yeah. I guess Angela Bassett did the thing. <laughs> Which yes. was hilarious. I cannot Angela stop. Bassett did the thing. I what? I can't stop singing that. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. But because in her acceptance speech, did she she said, "I guess Angela Bassett did the thing" or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you see she reached out to her? To no, but I'm okay. glad she did. I'm glad she did because I saw a headline or a tweet that said what Angela Bassett said and I read it in her voice and it was perfect. She was like, yeah, I, I reached out because this is a lot of attention, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I did see that. I did yeah. see that. And like, um, I'm blanking on her name. I know her, her, I think she was in like West Side Story, the actress that sang that thing. But um, I think she deactivated her Twitter and all of this kind of stuff. So yes, I'm glad she checked on her because it's like, Ariana it's all, DeBose. yeah. Cause it's all jokes, you know what I mean? Like yeah, that shit was exactly. that shit was funny. So sorry, it was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, that's what it was for. Like, yeah. Um, Brittany Griner was on stage, so it was good to see her in the public light again. Yeah. Um, and just to be able to like breathe a sigh of relief that she is back stateside, and um, you know everything that there's been so much discussion around that. So just a celebration of that. I um, mean, you know, you know. I'm going to tell you that Serena Williams of course. accepted the Jackie Robinson Sports Honors Award. Come on now. I'm like, yeah, y'all got like a tracker on her. So I know you know she was there. You know, I'm <laughs> listen, 
this is the this is a Serena Williams stan podcast and anything that she does in the realm of black excellence will be updated so um just you know if you if you need a source of truth come here i'll make sure that we always plug it just check the date um and that'll that'll be your latest (laughs) all things serena all the time love it basically um but yeah that's kind of like the the main highlights and takeaways that i wanted to talk about oh Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union. Yes. yes. There was a lot of chatter around that and the heartfelt message and speech um, to and about Zaya Wade. Um, a lot of people weren't here for Gabrielle Union's speech. They felt, some people were saying that they feel like it's performative. Um, and I'm like, we're talking about y'all can, her like, child, like, like her stepchild. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, what do you, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I think people don't like there are people that just don't like Gabrielle Union and that's fine. Yeah. But you have to be cognizant to know like some things are off limits. Yeah. 100%. And you know, even even sometimes I I feel like I hear or I see chatter or, about like them doing too much. And I'm like, how do you do too it's your child? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's your child in the public it, it you know, in, in public conversation around a very because sensitive it's, topic. It's a that's exactly why it's a sensitive topic. And historically, in Black communities, when it comes to these topics, it's like it's fine if you acknowledge it and if you accept it. But beyond that, sweep it under the rug and make it a private matter that is just between you and your family. We don't need to hear all that, or we yeah. don't need any messaging beyond that. So, nah, I, um, I think that. it's a matter of just people being uncomfortable and you need to be uncomfortable. Exactly. That's how we, Frankly, that's how we that's change. How yeah. That's how yeah. we, that's how we progress. You got to be uncomfortable. You know what I mean? You have, yeah, you so have to be made uncomfortable. uncomfortability. Exactly. And, and, uncomfortability. and assess why you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Maybe there's exactly. something there. Maybe there's, there's some, exactly. some growth internally right there. But, uh, but yeah, I did hear or see, uh, some of their speeches and obviously saw the conversation around that too. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up above the fold. Did I just do your job? Is that, I feel like that's usually like your line. It usually is, but I'm fine allowing you to uh, go ahead and be the placeholder this week. Okay. That's well. <laughs> that wraps up above the fold, which means that it's time for Guess that spokesperson. Um, yes. This week is my turn to give you the clues. So let's just jump right in. The brand is Doritos. Um, speaking of the NAACP awards, uh, this person was nominated in this past uh, awards for Outstanding Actress. Her real name is Lauren. And she is often fodder for memes. Like, you can find a meme featuring her quite easily. Doritos, she was nominated for Best Actress. Outstanding Actress. Outstanding Actress. She has lots of memes. Her real name is Lauren. Yeah. Uh, 
I'll give you one more hint. I don't know if it'll help just because it's the only thing I can think of off the top of my head, but she's from like the Chicago area. She's Chicago adjacent. Okay. I don't know. You don't even want to just wait, throw wait, wait, a wait, name wait, out? Um... Uh, is this supposed to be hard? No, I didn't think so. I mean, there's only five people nominated for Outstanding Actress, and clearly you did your research on the NAACP Awards. So I, I thought once I saw it on the list for Above the Fold, you were going to get this one. You ready? She, okay, let me ask. Let me ask. Oh, yeah, let yeah, me yeah, ask, questions. Me ask. Yeah. Um, is she known for... The video, sorry to that man. I don't know that man. I don't know this man. Yes. <laughs> okay. Keep keep pumping. <laughs> Why? How did you get there? See, I shouldn't have gave that damn last clue. <laughs> well, you I, you have to think like who were who was the outstanding actresses? Exactly. What um, movies came? And I'm like, who's yeah. Uh, and then the meme thing. I'm like, yeah. No, you're you're lucky. I'm I'm on like two hours of sleep over the past like 72 <laughs> hours because I was just like, I don't have it. <laughs> top three, no, it top three one. hints, top three facts about <laughs> Kiki Palmer. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> I do need to. I don't know the spot though. Um, it was a, a. I'm not sure if there was like a spot or if it was just like more of a social thing. But there's some TikToks okay, gotcha. and stuff like that. There might be a spot that she like VO'd or something. Not 100 percent sure. Oh, okay. Oh, and um, this is like just going back to above the fold, which I didn't put in. But um, I think the Cardi Bill and Offset McDonald's meal mm-hmm. may be the biggest successful celebrity meal yet. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. I don't know why. I, oh, huh? Where'd yep. you Where'd you see that? Send me that that link. I will. But yeah, that wraps up this week's episode of Witcher Black Ads. No, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Sorry, <laughs> I'm jumping the gun. Uh, we got to do, you know, going with your black ads, or that ain't it. It's, it's it's the second one back. We yeah. still getting back. We get, we still we're still ironing out the kinks, you know, getting that <laughs> that muscle memory back. Um, so for I'll go first, I guess. Uh, for going with your black ads, I'm gonna give that to the Creed Three rollout, Michael B. Jordan and team. I think they're doing a great job in bringing back like blockbuster rollouts, and we talk about rollouts a lot, like even from a music perspective and all that kind of stuff, like bring back the art of the rollout, please. Mm -hmm. Um, And for that ain't it, gotta give that to, to John Morant, unfortunately, just his behavior, you know? (sighs) Yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm going to give going with your black ads to the NAACP awards just the establishment in general um, because it's a place that celebrates us literally for us, by us. 
and John Morant, that ain't it. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. That makes sense. Aligned. <laughs> cool. Take it away. Oh, I, I get to I get to roll us up. Well, that that wraps up episode forty six of Witch of Black Ads. Um, as always, follow us on all the socials. Subscribe to YouTube. Find us on all of your uh, podcast streaming services. All the things we're everywhere, kinda when we want to be. So, <laughs> yes, when we want to be, when we have time to be, and always. Keep your eyes on the streets as well. Let us know if any topics come up that you think we would be interested in. We love um, when you all send us things and we can like put it into our our fold. So yeah, we'll holler at y'all next time. Say, Thank say you. Bye, Spody. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye, Spody. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. God. That's what I'm talking about. It was so black ass. It was black.